Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, me too. Thanks for asking. It's awesome. I'm well, thank you. That's really kind of you. Uh, We're continuing our series in the Lord's Prayer. And uh, one of the goals of this is a lot of you have... Uh, you're very familiar with the Lord's Prayer. In fact, I, I was thinking of a friend of mine, uh, you know, because we have lots of different translations now of the Bible, right? But if you grew up with one particular translation, you, you may not go to church for 20 years, but if somebody says that wrong, you know, people, they're all over you, right? No, wait, it is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's, that's how you're supposed to say it. That's how, that's how Jesus said it. And so even though we, maybe you've heard it your whole life, one of the things that happens is that we sort of sprint through it to feel like, okay, I've done that. I've done the Lord's Prayer. So we kind of race through it, get that one checked off, and then we go on to whatever else it is that we're praying about or we're thinking about. So, so that's one of the problems that we have, I think, with the Lord's Prayer. The, the other problem that we have in prayer in general is that we just don't know how to pray. You know, we kind of go, okay, how do I get started? What do I say? You know, how, how do I, I just get, I want to pray, but I don't really know what to say. I don't know how to, you know, get my prayers in there. And so what Jesus said is, let me give you a pattern. Let me give you some help. Let me help you in terms of how to think of, about this. And so he gives us this pattern that, that says that, that when we begin to pray, let's start with what really matters most, who God is, that our relationship with a holy God. So he says, our father, which was unprecedented in the first century, people that had never heard anybody talk about God this way because Jesus used this, this word in the, in, in the Aramaic as Abba, in the Greek it was pater, and, and, and it, was a, it was this term that we might use for dad. It was a very affectionate, a very personal term. And, and so he's saying our dad, who's in heaven, that he's our dad in heaven, and then he says, holy is your name, hallowed be your name. Uh, and so we get this idea that our dad, our heavenly dad, is also a holy dad. And this word hallowed or holy uh, means to set apart, that his name is set apart, that it's above every name, that it's more important, it's more central to anything, to our whole lives, to all of creation. And so we hold these two things of a heavenly dad who is holy. Who, who is the creator of the universe, and we get to hold both of those things, a little bit in tension. And, and so he says, we start that way, and, and then he says, the very first thing he wants us to understand, after we know who he is, after we've acknowledged who he is in our lives, and, then he says, I, now I want you to, to say that, you, you know, that your kingdom come, that this is about your kingdom. And so as I'm using this pattern to pray, then the, the first reminder is that this isn't about my kingdom, which would be good for me, right? It'd be nice for us. We love to build our kingdom. We love to see our kingdom. He says, your kingdom, God, it's your kingdom that we're praying for. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that you've established uh, what life is in heaven. And now uh, we're praying for your kingdom to come here on earth. And so we begin our prayer, not about us, not about all the lists of things that we want and that we think are important and that we need, but we begin our prayer by acknowledging who God is and acknowledging the fact that it's about his kingdom, not our kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there's a, there's a theologian, a, a scholar named R.A. France, who breaks this down for us a, a little bit that might be helpful for you, and he talks about the fact that there are really three sections to this prayer. The opening address is our Father in heaven. So that's how we open the prayer. And then there are three phrases about God and how we worship. And those three phrases are, may your name be held in reverence and holiness set apart. May your kingdom come. May your will be done uh, as in heaven, so also on the earth. That your will be done, your kingdom come from heaven, the same ways in heaven, now on the earth. And then the final uh, is three requests, the final part, it's three requests for our own needs, and they go three, they go this way. Give us today the bread that we need for tomorrow. Now, the Greek is kind of interesting because what, what Jesus teaches his disciples to pray is that, Lord, thank you for providing today. Give us enough bread for tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about that because that's a big, big topic for us, but that's the first thing. And then he says, forgive us our debts uh, as we, too, have forgiven our debtors. And then do not bring us into testing, but rescue us from the evil one. Um, he's saying, protect my character, protect my life, keep me from sin. And then we have, uh, and, and then we have the benediction, as thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. This morning, we're gonna talk about that one little section that says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Now. For most of you, um, for most of you, this really isn't an issue, right? You look pretty healthy. <laughs> you look like you're probably getting your bread and your cake and you're eating it too and uh, all of those things. Um, but Jesus wants us to pray for our daily bread. He wants, us to, he wants us to pray, Lord, give me enough bread for tomorrow. You see, what, what would have immediately made sense to the people in the first century reading this or listening to Jesus was the fact that if the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness, 40 decades, and every day that they were in the wilderness, they were completely dependent on God for their food. In fact, God would say, pick up enough manna for today, and, and if you pick up extra, I just want you to know it's gonna spoil, it's not gonna last the next day, that you're only gonna get enough for tomorrow, and you're gonna feed your family tomorrow, and then I'm gonna provide the next day, and you'll feed your family that day, and then I'm gonna provide the next day, but I'm not gonna give you two weeks uh, manna. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna teach you what it looks like, what it feels like to trust me. And so as they would have heard Jesus say that, it would have made total sense because God had proved his faithfulness for 40 years in the wilderness to his people. And now he's saying, give us this day enough bread for tomorrow. And so he's wanting us to understand what it means to trust him. Uh, he wants us to be prepared to trust him for food and drink and clothing, and this petition expresses the trust in its simplest form, that, ba that bread was the most basic form of food that they had. And he says, I want you to trust me even for bread. I want you to trust me with your life. I want you to trust me with all the things that you have. I want you to give all of that to me. I want you to recognize that it comes from me, that everything you have comes from me. So one of the places that I, we look to when we wanna understand this is the book of wisdom. And so Proverbs 37 to nine helps us a little bit understanding, give us this day our daily bread. Listen to this. Two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. It's a pretty important line, isn't it? 
Lord, make sure I get these two things before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying, and give me neither poverty or rich, nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane your name. So there are two great messages from the wise man here. The, the first one says that when I have an excess, uh, when I have more than I could possibly consume, when I have more than I could possibly need, it's easy for me to get egotistical, it's easy for me to get self-centered and say, who is God? Look at all that I have. I, I remember uh, years ago, back in my young life days, uh, we had a kid who was a quarterback and he was eventually gonna go play in the NFL, but as a high school kid, he used to come to Young Life. And I remember one time talking about our need for Jesus, and this kid saying, what could Jesus possibly do for me? I'm a high school All-American, and I'm gonna play in the NFL someday. And, and he walked away because he didn't understand, he couldn't see uh, the need in his life. And one of the reasons that Jesus calls us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, is so that we're reminded that our lives are dependent on him, that who we are is dependent on him. So give us this day our daily bread, lest we become so self-centered that we say, what could God possibly do for me? or that we become so desperate in our need that we, become, we feel so poor and, and we feel so, so bad for ourselves, you know, that, that we don't have bread, that we don't have all of the things that, that we feel like that we need, uh, that maybe we give up on God and we try to do it on our own. You know, one of the things that the Lord's Prayer does for me <laughs> is it's a great reminder to sort of think through the difference between what I want and what I really need. Because if you gave, if you'd say, Larry, give me a list of things that you want, I could whip you out an impressive list of things that I would like. I'm really good at that. There's lots of things that I would want. Some of them drive really fast, right? Some of them are at the beach or in the mountains. Some of those, I've got lots of things that I want, but, but then I have to ask myself the question, what is it that I really need today, Lord? and you have provided me, you have been faithful in my life, you've given me what I need. You know, again, I, I was, years ago, um, Jen and I were in our first house, and we, our, our house payment, you guys that are closer to my age will really appreciate this, was $453 a month. That was our whole house payment. But that was about half of, that was easily half of what we made every month too. And I can remember uh, one time that, that in Young Life you had to raise your support, right? And if you didn't raise enough support, they would send you, they literally would send you a paycheck with zeros on it. <laughs> I thought someday I'm gonna like get high enough that I can smack those guys, you know? But high enough in the organization, that's what I meant. Yeah, thank you. But I'll never forget getting that paycheck with zeros on it and realizing, whoa, we're, we have a child now and we have a house. And that house payment is $453 a month and we don't have enough money to make that house payment. And all of a sudden, give us this day our daily bread matters. All of a sudden, it's not, this isn't just hypothetical. This isn't just you know, good Bible and theology, but this is our life. And, and I get this letter in the mail as our house payment was coming due from an uncle that I never see 
who said, I just sold my house and for some reason, I just had to send you this money. And he sent us exactly what we needed for our house payment out of, out of what he had just done. We, I hadn't had contact with him. I had nothing, but God said, Larry, this is how I'm faithful to you. And if you can trust me with that $453 house payment, then you can trust me with anything in your life. And it really matters. And th th I think the thing that worries me sometimes is that we don't, have to, we don't have to go that far, right? That we have such abundance that, that we don't have those moments where, Lord, how are you going to supply? How are you going to come through? That I need to trust you today just to, just to stay afloat. But he wants us to be reminded every time, give us this day our daily bread. There's another thing that, that I think comes out in this, and, and later on, Jesus is gonna fill in some of the blanks of what it means to give us this day our daily bread because when we pray that, it reminds us of several other things. And so a, a few verses later, in Matthew 6 again, starting at verse 19, Jesus says this, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust, uh, and moth and rust and where thieves can break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust can dis, uh, dis, nor destroy, uh, rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let me just tell you something I think really matters. Jesus isn't as interested in your money as he is in your heart. Okay, so you're saying, duh, Larry, we all know that. But let me remind you, when we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, we are reminding ourselves that Jesus wants us to trust him with our whole life, with our whole heart. When we pray for daily bread, we're reminded that what we have is from Christ, and what he wants most of all is our faith and our trust. Now, Jesus continues to teach, and he says this in verse 25, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and is not the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, the pagans, seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. This isn't a mystery for him. He understands exactly what you need, so here's what he says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. And therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I, I think this addresses two great themes in our lives, I think. Uh, the, the, first one is, the first is the greed, that, that we can get self-centered in our lives and, and we can be, spend our, all of our energy and our focus on accumulating for ourselves and creating comfort and, and safety and security for ourselves. And, and Jesus says, don't miss 
that Solomon, who accumulated everything that you could possibly imagine, all of the riches, all of the power, all of those things, even him in his greatest glory couldn't match my creation. How I dressed the lilies. Solomon couldn't touch any of that, and yet we think sometimes that we get caught up in that idea that we've got to have it all that we have to get everything here. And then the other thing that, that, the other lesson that this teaches us is about fear. That what is it that creates anxiousness in our lives? It's, a, it's fear. It's fear of not having enough. It's fear of not being able to take care of my family. It's, it's fear about my future. It's fear about my safety and my security and all of those things. And, and so when we're focused on what we have or what we don't have, all, we find ourselves anxious. And, and here's Jesus saying, what can that add to your life? It can't add one hour to your life to be anxious. He says, but pray this every day. Give us this day our daily bread. That's his prayer. Trust me with everything. And so he's not saying, I don't want you to have nice things and I don't want you to have plenty of food. He's saying, I want you to trust me more than you trust those things. I want your life built around me more than it's built around what you can accumulate and what you can have. I want you to live a life of trust. I want you to be all in. I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and then see what I add. Because here's what happens in our lives, that, that God adds so much more. He adds things that we would never expect. He, would, he adds things that we would never dream. He gives us a peace, a wholeness that, that we could never get on our own. And he says, I want to offer you those things that really, really matter at the end of the day. I want you to trust me with that. And so he gives us that. Now here's the final thing that I want you to think about this morning that this is, this is a kingdom prayer. Give us this day our daily bread is a kingdom prayer. That Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's his prayer to, the heavenly, to his heavenly father. That's his prayer to dad. Dad, your kingdom come. That's the first thing we want. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and give us, did you catch the emphasis there? Thank you. You're a quick group. Give us this day our daily bread. He doesn't say, Larry, here's how I want you to pray. Give Jenna and me and our family our daily bread. He doesn't say TikTok, the game is locked. You pray for yourself and everybody prays for themselves and then we, you know, we kind of figure it out from there. But he says, give us this day that I pray in the kingdom. And when I pray for the kingdom, then that means in Jesus' kingdom, nobody should be hungry. Nobody should be hungry. I'm praying for his kingdom. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is reminding us that not only does he want me to trust him with everything, but he wants me to pray for those who have no bread. He wants me to pray for those who are living desperate lives, who need his intercession. And so when I pray this, give us this day our daily bread, and I pause right there, then it causes me to think, Lord, am I trusting you for my daily bread? And Lord, I want you to feed those. I want you to care for those in your kingdom. I want you to care for those in the world who are desperately in need of bread today. I can't just pray for myself. But it's, it's about all of us. It's about the needs that we all have.
So we're not simply praying for ourselves, but we're concerned with that everybody has enough bread, that they have the things that are necessary for life. So let me give you a little few statistics from the World Bank. It says this, there's an est- it's, it is estimated that 104 million children under the age of five are living in extreme poverty, while that number extends to 328 million for children under 18. <laughs> that there are 328 million children under 18 who don't have daily bread are living in extreme poverty. And here's what they say, that children suffer the most when living in poverty. Their young developing bodies are less resilient to the effects of living without clean water, food, or health care. As a result, many children living in poverty suffer from malnutrition and disease if left untreated, which is common due to limited access to health care. They cannot survive. It's estimated that only 10% of children suffering uh, for severe acute malnutrition receive treatment. And Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. He says, you're not just praying for yourself, but you're praying for bread for everybody. And it gives me pause. It causes me to stop and say, Lord, Lord, forgive me for not even thinking about those children. 328 million of them who are starving. And Lord, this isn't just about my kingdom. This is about your kingdom. Please feed your children. You love them more than I can imagine. You think about that. Your heart breaks over them. Now, (laughs) here's one of the other things about praying that, is that when you pause and you pray for that, then Jesus might just say to you, oh, by the way, Larry, I want you to be the answer to that prayer. I want you to do something for those children. I want you to give up something so that the children in my kingdom can eat, so that they can live, so that they can have life, that you're part of the answer to that prayer. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we need to be aware that that God is gonna call us to be part of the answer to his prayer I hope that we pause and pray specifically for those who have no bread. So there's a Christian nonprofit group that we love. There's a bunch of them that we love. Uh, We serve orphans in Tanzania. We build sports complexes for children in India. We do all of these things, and we pack meals for Feed My Starving Children. And so I picked them out uh, as an example this morning They were founded in 1987. Feed My Starving Children tackles world hunger by sending volunteer-packed, volunteer's the key word there, volunteer-packed nutritious meals to 70 countries where uh, they used to operate orphanages, schools, clinics, and feeding programs to break the cycle of poverty. Last year, Feed My Starving Children welcomed nearly 1.1 million volunteers to pack more than 284 million meals to feed more than 779,000 kids for a year. Awesome, right? We're just a little bit short, though. The Minnesota-based charity spends more than 90% of its total annual donations directly feeding kids. Now, here's the good news. You guys have fed thousands of kids, thousands and thousands of kids. 
that you've gone to feed my starving children and you've packed meals and you've been faithful and you've gone as individuals, you've gone as small groups, you've gone as part of our Christmas outreach stuff, you've done this and you've fed children and that's awesome. But here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying if you will pray the prayer that he taught us with the pattern that he taught us, if you will pray our Father, our Dad who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread that we are praying for all of his kingdom. We're praying for all of his children. We're praying for everyone in need. And that should give us pause. And maybe as we pause there and as we pray that specific prayer, that God will call us or he'll encourage us or he'll invite us to be part of his solution. He'll invite us to be part of the answer to that prayer. And now we're beginning to understand the Lord's Prayer. You see, the Lord's Prayer really isn't the Lord's Prayer. He was already good at praying. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And he said, here's a pattern for prayer. And he gave a similar pattern in the Gospel of Luke. And he said, here's a pattern for prayer, but this is the pattern. I want to give you guidelines. I want to give you an outline for, for how to pray, but it's really your prayer. So maybe this in the, in the scripture ought to say the disciples' prayer or a pattern for prayer because it's for us to use as we take seriously who Christ has called us to be and what he's called us to do. Lord, give us all of the bread, all of the necessities we need for tomorrow. And Lord, feed those around us, feed those other places who are hungry this morning. Give us our daily bread, but Lord, provide that bread for those who have nothing, for those who are in need. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this reminder. It's, it's one thing to whip through the Lord's Prayer and to say, give us this day our daily bread, and okay, Lord, I got that, and I'm going to the next part. It, it's another whole thing, Lord, to stop and be reminded of what it means for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that, Lord, part of that is, is that you provide for us and we trust you. And so, Lord, forgive us this morning if we don't trust you enough. Forgive us this morning if we have a tendency to trust ourselves more than we trust you. Lord, forgive us this morning if we sort of fly through this prayer when we think of it without really acknowledging who you are and really acknowledging the mission that you've invited us to be part of. And Lord, to be stop and be reminded of not only your provision in our lives, but your heart to provide for all of those who are in need. Lord, make us mindful. Open our eyes that we're, we might see all of your creation and all of your faithfulness and all of your world and not just our little piece that we get so focused on and so lost in sometimes. Lord, we get anxious, we get fearful, we can get greedy, Lord, but you call us to trust in you. You call us to be all in, Lord, 
And we want to receive that this morning. Because, Lord, this is for your glory. It's for your honor. It's for your kingdom. And, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. You are our Abba Father, but you are the Holy God. And we are in awe before you today, Lord. So thank you for teaching us to pray. Thank you for all of these things. And thank you, Lord, that as friends together, as a community of faith together, we can not only seek you first, but we can ask you, Lord, how, how would you have us be part of your answer? We'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In just a moment, we'll rejoin our pastor for today's closing thoughts. But first, we wanted to thank you for tuning in. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com. Now, some closing thoughts from our pastor. We're reminded of the Lord's faithfulness in our lives as we pray, give us this day our daily bread, that the gift that His faithfulness is to us. It's real, it's tangible, it's specific. We're going to finish this morning again with the Lord's Prayer together. And here's how I'd like to do it this morning. We'll, we'll recite the Lord's Prayer together, and then when we get to that part, give us this day our daily bread, let's just pause for a minute, and, uh, and let's remember not only God's faithfulness in our lives, but let's remember those who are in need around the world. Uh, and let's listen with our hearts how God might choose to use us as part of the answer to that prayer. So let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I love you. Have a great day.